to be in sports columnist Jim Suhan today, brought to you by Wimmer Opticians and by St. Claude's General Rental Center. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jim. All right, so great come-from-behind win for the Timberwolves last night. Fourth quarter, they outscored them 28-17 to beat Golden State in overtime, 119-114. Your thoughts on that Wolves win? Uh, just another really entertaining game at Target Center. Uh, Nas Reed came up really big. Uh, missed a few, you know, he really kind of got them got them back in the lead. Really dynamic offensive play and good defensive play. They went small a lot yesterday with Rudy Gobert hurt again. And Reed played great. Then he missed about three three-pointers in a row that seemed to be big shots. Then he gathered himself and uh, ended up helping win it. A uh, big dunk at the end. He ends up with what here? 24 points. 12, uh, 13 rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a block in 35 minutes. Uh, great play. You know, Kyle Anderson was very efficient again, but I thought, uh, you know, and, and D'Angelo Russell shot it great. Uh, Anthony Edwards wasn't efficient, but he still gave him 27, 6, and 5, two steals. Uh, you know, it was really entertaining game, and they played good defense on Steph Curry. First half gave up a ton of points. I think they gave up 70 in the first yep. half. But what, what adjustments did they make in the second half to try to, you know, reel things in a little bit? I I don't – I mean, the thing is, anything they did after halftime, they had to be trying to do before halftime. I, it, I thought that Austin Rivers just did a really good job in the second half of harassing Curry. I thought as a team they closed out a little harder on three-point shooting. Um, and, you know, the Wolves' defense has improved a lot the last month or two. Uh, one of its remaining flaws is they still foul too much. Uh, they, and they're trying to, they're always seem to be trying to find the balance between aggressive closeouts and fouling. And, uh, they just aren't that good at it yet. Uh, but they, they really, you know, kept Curry, especially in the second half. Curry had a nice first half. They kept Curry and Thompson from getting hot. Uh, I thought Finch, Finch called a good game and just great basketball. I mean, overtime, second straight overtime game against a really good team. You mentioned Nas Reed earlier. Nas Reed um, expected to be kind of an off-the-bench guy. Maybe would have less minutes when you had Towns and Gobert. Of course, Towns has been out for a significant part of the year. Gobert has missed a lot of time. But where would they be without Nas Reed? Uh, yeah, they'd be probably about 14th seed. I mean, 13th, you, you never really know. But uh, and, and I like what I've seen from Garza and Nate Knight in bursts. But Nas Reed is a really talented offensive player. Sometimes it's hard to find him, find a good person to guard, but he does protect the rim well for a guy his size. And uh, God, he's got moves. He's got spin moves. He can, he can finish with either hand. He can shoot the three. Plays with confidence. Uh, he's been excellent. And Russell had a bad shooting night on Monday. He came back with with 29 points. Uh, Edwards and Edwards, you know, still keeps going to the rim. Um, two for 11 from the three point line. That was his flaw last night, but he he did get to to the rim. He did draw some fouls. Uh, he's still playing like a number one. Uh, Anthony Edwards, is he an all star in your mind? I uh, I think so. Yeah, I think he's. You know, this could end up being a top five seed. He has been. You know, you can debate whether he or Towns is their best player overall at this stage. I think Edwards at some point will pass him if he hasn't already, and. Uh, he's taken on incredible responsibilities, ball handling, scoring, rebounding, defending, um, you know, uh, passing everything. He, he's been, he's been very good. So I, I think he's an all-star, but once again, I don't really sit here and worry about who an all-star is. So I haven't really compared him to other people too much. Sure. Uh, Tom Brady announced his retirement about the time we were talking yesterday. So we haven't had a chance to address it. 
Uh, your thoughts on Brady? I don't know why he just didn't call us. <laughs> we would have announced it for him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it would have been perfect timing. I know. I'll scold him. Uh, it, you know, he had the perfect thing come up with Tampa. You know, whether he was, he was probably pretty sincere about retiring from the Patriots. He's probably actually what was burned out. The Tampa thing comes, and it's great coaching staff, quarterback-friendly head coach, quarterback-friendly offense coordinator and system. Uh, they could run the ball. They had excellent receivers. They had a good offensive line. They played in a warm-weather state that didn't have charge taxes, state taxes. Had a good defense, an excellent defensive coordinator. I mean, Tom Brady can say, oh, if I come out of retirement now, there's a chance something really good happening. I think we all knew that the minute he signed Tampa, they had a chance to win it, and then they did. Uh, I don't think there's anything out there. I mean, the Bucks are on the downward slide. You know, I think the only team out there that just would be a perfect match would be the Raiders. But does he feel like he, in one season at age 45 or whatever he is at this point, is going to go in and win right away there? It's it's highly unlikely. Um, you know, I, I don't begrudge these guys – taking their time to make decisions. I don't begrudge them changing their minds or whatever decision they make. Uh, he could come out, you know, and he said he's not going to retire. He's not going to come out of retirement. He could change his mind in a week. That'd be fine. But I just don't, it just doesn't feel like there's a good reason for him to play this year. Has he gotten to a point where he doesn't have the same skill level? I mean, I still remember when Jerry Rice was playing and trying to hang on. And, and I think the Broncos ended up being the team to cut him like in training camp and, uh, he had a after San Francisco. He went to the Raiders. Was productive there. Went to Seattle. I think Denver. Um, a lot of these guys they hang on a long time, right? I mean, almost everybody ends up leaving not because um, they want to, but because the league kind of tells them that you know age catches up to you. Yeah, I mean, most people. I, I don't know how to generalize here. Uh, yeah, basically, most people are going to play as long as they can play. The money's great. The lifestyle's great. Uh, people look up to you. Uh, you know, you get to hang out with your buddies. You get to be a kid for a much longer period of time than most human beings. Uh, I mean, it's a great, it's a great job. And we often talk about the injuries and the mental stress and all those other things. And all that's real. But, it's, but within context, they have the best jobs in the world. They have absolutely the best jobs in the world. And once they stop doing what they're doing, they can never do it again. So, I, you know, most people logically and emotionally are going to play as long as they absolutely, are going to have reason to play as long as they absolutely can. Is Tom Brady then going to step into the booth as an analyst on Fox? Is that right? I can't even remember how much they're going to pay him, but uh, and I, I, I don't know for sure that it's going to happen immediately. It would make sense that it would happen immediately. Uh, you know, these guys don't need that much time off, and you know, she's got all summer off. So, yeah, Fox is overpaying him a ridiculous amount. He's always been a pretty boring guy. It'll be really interesting to see if he actually says anything. Uh, Jim, the uh, uh, some other things going on in sports. The Gopher men's basketball team got embarrassed last night at Rutgers. Uh, things just seem like they're getting worse for this team. Well, they don't have any depth, and uh, they're playing against a good team and a good defensive team, a team that plays really well at home. And they, I mean, where are they going to go for their points? If battle doesn't score for them, who's going to score for them? I, Ola Joseph actually get, gave him a nice, nice, some nice minutes last night. Uh, he's a really intriguing guy. I think he could be a, a part, you know, big part of things going forward. But you know, this team just doesn't have much. Um, you know, if battle's not going to shoot really well, if Dawson Garcia is is out of the lineup, I mean, they just don't have Big Ten players. The Carrington injury takes away another potential Big Ten type player. It's just not a Big Ten team right now. 
And Dawson Garcia is out. Is he out for a while? I mean, I guess I, I knew that he was out for a little bit, but I didn't realize he'd missed the amount of games he's missed. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like something serious. Uh, and I think there, I think people were mildly surprised he wasn't back for the last game. So I don't think it's a long-term thing. Just with this team, they can't even afford to lose him for a game. Uh, go for women's basketball. They're down big at halftime. Played better in the second half, but still lost to Indiana. Your thoughts on that team? Oh, Indiana's great. Uh, this is a, a real mess, mismatch at this point. Uh, I, as I said about the loss against Michigan, they scored more than they did against Michigan. They got it going a little bit in the second half. I, defense, playing physically, rebounding against Big Ten players when you're a freshman might be difficult. I would just like to see this team get in an offensive flow uh, you know, for the sake of being ready to go next year, um, getting kind of familiar, familiarized with you know, where everybody wants the ball and how they want to play. Uh, also, Playing well offensively is fun, and I don't think this team's having much fun right now. So uh, they were going to lose Indiana, but I just want to see them become a better offensive basketball team the rest of the season. Jim, how much patience will the university and should fans have in regards to these programs, the men's and women's basketball programs? Well, I mean, I, I always seem to have – I'm not sure I can come up with a different answer than I give in you know, different junctures of the season. They hired – people who had not been head coaches before based on their hope that they would recruit better than their predecessors, both of them. Uh, so, uh, you know, Ben Johnson has a really good class coming in next year, two best recruits Minnesota's seen in a long time. Uh, so you're going to have your best freshman, your first really highly touted freshman next year. So when do you really, how long, I mean, unless it looks like Ben Johnson can't run a game and I don't think that's the problem. You're going to wait and see how, they play and they're going to see if he can add on that recruiting success and what the program looks three years from now. So it might be three to three to five more years to be fair. And I'd say exactly the same things about Lindsay Whalen. This is a bad, once again, it's a bad program. They hired somebody who hadn't been a head coach before to learn how to recruit and, and coach on this level. And she has her best freshman here this year. So probably two, three, four years before, you know, if she can coach you know, top recruits who are mature in her system uh, I, I just think, you know, changing coaches constantly, you end up with Richard Patino. You end up with Mar- Marlene Stallings, both terrible, you know, especially Stallings, terrible hire, Patino kind of a mediocre hire. And they, they, the last time they went for on a real head coaching search, um, they hired the Gophers, I mean, a national coaching search. They hired Patino, who had one year of college experience as a head coach I mean, and was hired mostly because of his name. So I I expectations should be that this is going to be a while and it's worth waiting. Jim, what do you think about what they're doing with the pro bowl this year with a variety of different kind of competitions and then some flag football game? I mean, I, I have trouble believing I'll watch it, uh, but I didn't really watch the pro bowl either. So, I mean, the pro bowl was not really football, you know, it was fake football. Only a few people really wanted to hit or take any risks so I kind of like the fact they're acknowledging that and turning into flag football and a bunch of different competitions. So I think I like it better than the Pro Bowl, but I might not really find out because I'm probably not going to watch. Uh, Jim, uh, with the uh, Twins set to report to, to training camp in just a couple of weeks, um, are, are they pretty set with roster, or do you think there's still some moves that they might be looking to make? They don't really have any needs. Um, you know, There are two kinds of deals that could still happen. Um, well, I, really, one kind of deal that's it's, it's still set up to happen, and that is, uh, you know, a, another relief pitcher 
they like his price falls as spring training starts and they can get him at a reasonable deal. Just add one more arm to the arsenal. But I really think they have a deep bullpen. They like their young arms who should contribute this year. They already have five veteran starters and a bunch of young starters they like behind those veteran starters. They have more than enough corner players. They have Correa and Polanco up the middle, Buxton up the middle. Uh, they've already signed a catcher. They've already signed a, a utility infielder. They already have Nick Gordon to play super utility. Uh, they have some really good young prospects coming up. I, I just, I mean, unless like some magic trade pops up where somebody suddenly wants to get rid of an ace and, you know, wants a reasonable return. I mean, there's always a deal out there that could be made next five minutes if somebody wants to give you a great deal. I just don't see any real needs. Should Trevor Bauer be pitching in Major League Baseball this year? And will he? Uh, I don't think so. And I don't think the Twins are interested, and I'm glad they aren't. Uh, I can't tell you that one team won't take a chance on him or, or you know, do the wrong thing and sign him. But I would, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that nobody will. I'm hoping that guy is just out of, out of baseball. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, let's see. We have Preps Today with John Millay, really good show. We have uh, Preps, We have the uh, John Krasinski show up about the Wolves. We have the Viking Update show about the defense coordinator search and everything's at talknorth.com on your favorite podcast app. All right, Jim, thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column at Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. We'll have news. Jim Maurice in the newsroom next. You're listening to the 